0: Now, don't go away, because next on CBS
1: Radio's Comedy Time are those two zany characters of many characters, Bob and Ray. On the air, Mr. Grulden. Grump, Grumbling? Cool? Gibson, Gibson. On the air, Mr. Gibson. And now Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Hey, you know that the North Pole is an ocean 9,000 feet deep? No, I didn't know that. I, I knew it was deep because uh, it had to be pretty deep to hold all that ice and then also hold the atomic submarine that went under it. And, and the then, South Pole uh, is a plateau 9,000 feet above sea level. All the... What was that again? The South Pole is a plateau 9,000 feet above sea level. Mm-hmm. Wow! Well, I'm not planning on going there and... The Arctic, above 60 degrees north latitude, supports over 1 million people. There's countless land animals and extensive forests. Uh huh. Are you having a settlement trouble there, Bob? Trouble again? Uh-huh. Do I have to do a commercial this evening? I don't think so. All right, I'm no. Safe. Fat Chance. Fat Chance is here with us. Hi, everybody. And Fat Chance talking We're going talking to be talking, talking to him a little bit later about his uh, upcoming expedition. But right now, we'd like to introduce our child guidance expert. Here is the well-known raconteur, traveler, lecturer, and cab driver turned child guidance advisor, Dr. Harlow Zickening, author of Child Guidance in a Zickening Fashion. Doctor, it's been quite a while since we've uh, chatted with you, and we thought maybe you could answer some of the questions that we're always, we're forever getting from Paris. Thank you, Bob, and Thank uh, you so much. So as to uh, conserve time, Rather than all this preliminary exposition of who I am, what I'm doing, why don't you ask the first question? See if we can salvage some poor child's unhappiness. To make his life one of joyousness. Because childhood is that happy period that occurs after birth and before you're an old man. Is that all the palaver from you at this moment? Yes, sir. Uh, Doctor, uh, we have uh, a mother with somewhat of a problem. A child, age four, has just begun uh, kindergarten this year and takes an apple to school every day but forgets to eat it. Uh, Can you advise this parent on what steps to take? Should she continue giving the child an apple or uh, wait until the child realizes that it is to be eaten uh, during uh, milk and cracker time? Well, uh, Bob, to answer that simply is this, that uh, adults must remember that uh, a child uh, A child of mine uh, Can think of one subject at a time yeah. And even uh, That one subject you cannot keep him at that For too long a period But right. I mean it's awfully difficult to keep a child's attention uh, On any given subject you Right Constantly mm-hmm. have to be feeding him stimuli To encourage him to think of the subject you're discussing yeah. Now As far as this apple is concerned i talked talk to him in a this matter a yes. of yes, talk to him in a matter of fact way, explaining to him uh, that the apple contains vitamins yes. and uh, and uh, food values that are essential to his uh, to his growth. Yes. Then, if he still uh, forgets or refuses to use yes. apple, whack him. Okay. I think uh, probably that parent has uh, been helped by the advice. Another uh, letter is from a teenage uh, parent who has uh, a son uh, who doesn't seem to listen to anything uh, the parent says. I see. seems to be in a daze according to this letter and uh, it just kind of ignores uh, questions asked of him. And uh, This is a respect problem. You, uh, This is a a, a problem of a child uh, thinking that he knows as much as his parent. Now, this is a challenge to the parent to effectively prove to that child that he knows more than him or, and or, he has bigger muscles. And if the child doesn't listen, whack him! I think uh, maybe we have just one more uh, time for one more letter here, uh, Doctor. Uh, this what one reads fire. Fire. well. It is. Who it is? <laughs> a this is Doctor Zickening. Uh, do. Well, I don't know. It. I'll grace you with a greeting. Do you uh, you want to take one more uh, from uh, the mother of the seven-year-old? Or not. I didn't know I was being so poorly received. I just soon give her a whack as look at her. Well, well just right. Well then, I guess uh, that would be it for Dr. uh, Wanting me back. I will get in touch with you, Doctor. Don't call us, please.
0: Hi, partners. I'm gonna explain the difference between ordinary stereo phonographs and Columbia Stereo One. Listen to it all well on Ordinary Stereo. Now listen to it on Columbia Stereo One. Real thousand dollar a day sound. The difference is Columbia's stupendous stereo projection, not just a couple of speakers shooting in different directions. Columbia gives you the real thing, fills every inch of the room with all the sound and feeling of a live performance. And I mean a Texas sized room. Man, ain't that the prettiest money making sound? I, I mean, uh, get down to your Columbia phonograph dealer and ask demand to hear stereo won by Columbia. Why, they start as low as $39.95 for portables, $129.95 for consoles. Somebody count that well, we're losing a fortune.
1: And now, as a sustaining feature on the Bob and Ray show... We present another episode of One Fellow's Family. Today's episode, entitled The Neighbor's Dog, is taken from book XII, chapter V I I, pages 2, 3, 5, 11, and 234. It's mid-morning as we look in on the family now. We find father standing there, scratching his neck, and saying, "He." Eh. Benny, it's a beautiful morning. Yes. Yeah. But there's a nip in the air. Yes. Yeah, something bites you. Yes. Scratching your neck all morning. Yes, right? no. But they say sometimes that's a sign it's going to rain, I think. Well, I don't know. <laughs> If I ever read that, did you just make that no, up? I... honestly, the older you get, I think you're developing a sense of humor. Well, it's something like that, either, either scratching your neck or kiss a stranger or something of that sort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're going to get money. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's itchy palm getting money, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And an itchy nose is you're going to kiss a stranger. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm oh, oh, there's that. Dog, dog, dog from next door Here, He tore uh, up all my mums yesterday. The new neighbors who moved in there just last week. A mean thing too. I go out and I tried to talk sense to him, but he just sat there and growled. Here, it looks like a dachshund one to me. A neurotic dog, and Here. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, mess with him. I think we ought to call the people or, or call the police. Well, he does make a lot of noise. Look, he's scratching a hole right there underneath the cherry tree. Yes, now he's scratching his neck. It must be going to rain. Now, please, <laughs> that doesn't indicate Penny, rain. Penny, Penny. I just don't know what we're going to do with him. With? honestly. Why don't you go the phone call them? All right, do we know their number? No. Or their name? Well, they just moved in. Uh, well, I'll see you soon. Awfully close. Close the window anyway. She will. Well, I think I'll go out with a broom. Well, don't go near the neighbor's dogs. I'm not. I'm just going to sweep the steps. Here. Listening to one fellow's family, brought to you as a sustaining feature here on the beloved Bob and Ray Show. Today's episode, entitled "The Neighbors' Dog," is taken from Book X. I. I, Chapter V. I. I, pages two, three, five. Watch it Master. Full dog out of here! Eleven and two hundred and thirty-four. One fellas Family is written and produced by T. Wilson Messi. This is a Messy production.
0: <laughs>
1: I think, Ray, we might uh, just take a moment up now to billboard some of the show business greats, guests on the Mitch Miller Show this Sunday night. And what a star-studded lineup it is, too, ladies and gentlemen. Shapely Sophie Barnside's Queen of the Golden Trampoline. At tap and Toosome, Toots and Boots. Tiger Toomey and his groovy woobies with latest disc click, Chickle Chewin' Chick, is riding high on the charts. Not to mention Viola Bibble, former big band thrush, who's currently knocking them dead as lead understudy in the Broadway hit Follies of 1927. And remember, Mitch Miller reserves the right to change his guest list without prior notice. That's right, he may spring a few surprise deletions, but no matter who's visiting the Mitch Miller Show... You'll find it's fine CBS radio Sunday night fair. I wonder who's uh, really going to be visiting him this week. Well, I don't know, but you'll have to go some to beat our lineup. I'll invite uh, Mitch to drop by here sometimes. Or at least to send his beard over. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. We mentioned earlier that uh, an old friend of ours is here in the studio. A gentleman who's had a lot of exploring experience and who right now is planning a new expedition Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Charles L. Fat Chance. How are you, Charlie? Pretty good, Bob. Hi, everybody. You haven't hey. lost any weight since we hello. saw you last. What do you tip the scales at now? Well, it's uh, really not as... Uh, I don't wear as much as my suits would indicate. The Paula sells me these big, uh, light suits. They make look like a blimp torn away from Lakehurst. <laughs> i uh going to ask you who blew your suits up for right. you. To... <laughs> <Do>, uh, <laughs> To answer your question, Bob, I weigh 285 pounds. Right. Now, let's get Except down to Without uh, my clothes. But then, of course, you don't see me on the street, Bob, for that one. <laughs> Still <laughs> the same keen sense of humor, uh, Fat Chance. Without it, uh, Bob, uh, I'd be a sick man. Uh, without some... a sense of humor. <clears throat> Tell me this. Uh... I mean, it's my <laughs> safety valves. Right. If I didn't have that, I'd be uh, unraveling sweaters somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie, yes. they tell me that you're preparing another of your famed expeditions. And where is it going to be? What far corner of the world, what little-known spot on the globe will you be touching on this time? Spinny Hill in Great Neck. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Is it? Uh... Bob, it's one of the most catchless roads that you'll ever drive on. If there's, if there's ice and sleet coming down mm-hmm. It's difficult uh, to walk uh, Also, uh, and I think it's a challenge to any uh, person like myself But you will be uh, making climate. this uh, this ascent on foot, I understand And will you be doing it alone, or do you have uh, a crew with you To help with the gear and the various things that uh, you'll know No, meet? Pat Gibbons is going with me Uh-huh And, uh do uh, you have a picture of uh, Spinney Hill that we can look at? Yes, and, uh, there it is. I see you marked the an X there for your base camp. That's How right. long will you be there? About ten minutes. And from there, you start the perilous ascent. That's right. Uh, with your pythons, of course. and uh, That's why we uh, have these shoes, too, with the spikes on the bottom of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to try out a new fabric jacket. That, that people, uh, the manufacturer wants to see if it'll keep us warm and uh, keep the uh, the the, uh, the weather office the rain yeah. and the snow that we're we're apt to uh, run into as we approach the apex of this hill. Are you carrying a flag with you to plant uh, should you reach the top? Yes, uh, British Honduras. Wonderful. And uh, looking at the picture here, the... I did fly the Panamanian flag for a while, but I decided against it. On uh, this particular... What is the exact altitude of uh, the hill? I think it's... Uh, I mean, you refer to it as a hill. I right? think it's 105 feet above sea level. 105. So you should be back to dinner, I guess. Lunch. For lunch. Because coming down, you move a lot faster. Right. Especially a fellow like me. Well, well thanks. Uh, thank you, Charlie, and our best to Pat uh, Gibbons. Uh, certainly hope mm-hmm. that you will be successful in uh, your ascent. And come back and tell us about it. I will, Bob. Now that you the way, don't be a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Fat chance, ladies and gentlemen. There's a wonderful back... person. A wonderful person. Uh, see, uh, we'll have a definition of a fat person in just ten seconds. <laughs> with that definition. That person someone who <laughs> weighs a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, until tomorrow, this is Ray Goulding reminding you all to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by yourself. Scramble this keep your funny side up tomorrow on the CBS Radio Network.